the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. 14 to 2. Who could have possibly seen this game coming? The answer is nobody could have. As KC completely rips to shreds Toronto in game four of the ALCS, moving just one win away from a return trip to the World Series as the Royals extend their lead over the Blue Jays three games to one. And it's Dave O'Glad glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. And we gave you last night four or five reasons to remain very positive, even after the disappointing effort from Johnny Cueto and the Royals coming up three runs short, despite four runs in that ninth inning, making it a game 11 to eight last night. The Royals said, you know what? We're going to see your 11 and raise it three more up to 14. And then nobody saw that coming. I didn't see that coming, but we did give you reasons to, uh, you know, be excited and be happy and be optimistic. And we'll give you plenty more here in a few minutes. As I talk about game five tomorrow, spoiler alert, I'm modifying my prediction of the Royals winning in six, now to five. The Royals in great shape to end this series, and we'll tell you why they really need to coming up here in a few minutes. But we begin with our player of the game as we break down this amazing day for the Kansas City Royals. And the player of the game, there's literally about seven guys who could have been the player of the game. First and foremost, how about the outing that Chris Young gave the Royals? He doesn't get the win as he only goes four and two-thirds, one out short of the necessary five innings. But Young did, just as we th- you know thought he would last night. I said four-plus innings, two- or three-run ball. That's what he gave the Royals, four and two-thirds, two runs. Whenever a starting pitcher goes by the script and kind of gives you the upper end of the best-case scenario, you're going to take it. And that guy deserves consideration for player of the game, especially in the Rogers Center where Toronto somehow OPS is a couple hundred points higher. What is it, 180, I think? A lot, a lot better hitting club. I'll put it that way. Toronto is at home, and some have the conspiracy theories of the man in center field flashing signs. Apparently, he took the day off and took a couple games off against the Rangers. AKA, I don't believe that for a second. Now, the Blue Jays may be stealing signs from second base. That could be, but I think every team does that to a degree, or at least steals location from time to time. No matter what, though, it's impressive that in that quote-unquote band box, at least when Toronto hits throughout the year, the Royals and Chris Young, a fly ball pitcher, were able to keep Toronto's bats quiet. Again, just like we saw in Game 1 and a good portion of Game 2. That was huge. So you could give Chris Young player of the game. You could give any number of a couple Royals relievers, like Luke Hochaver, player of the game. And up and down the lineup, there's about four to five guys. You've got Alex Rios, big time out of the nine hole. Zobrest, a huge day. Lorenzo Kane, a huge day. But I'll give it to Alcides Escobar for the second straight day, our clubhouse conversation player of the game. He got things going, didn't he? In that first inning, second pitch of the game from R.A. Dickey, who we told you last night is feast or famine. The Royals feasted on him beginning with that second pitch, bunt single as Escobar laid one down. May have gone foul had Josh Donaldson let it roll. He tried to make the play, though, correctly on an iffy play, you know, a fair foul. You just try to make the play. He may have gotten Esky by a step to half step if he fields it completely clean, but a great bunt nonetheless by Escobar, opening the game with a base hit. And then Ben Zobras, just like he did when he first came over to KC. If you remember when he joined the Royals from Oakland, the first place he met them at was in Toronto. It was an afternoon game with the roof open that day, but he hit a home run. Afternoon game with the roof closed, also left-handed, just like that other game. He goes yard again for the Royals. 2-0. How clutch and how good has Zobras been for the Royals? So he drives in Eski. 
And then from there, Lorenzo Kane walks, steals second base. Eric Hosmer, a, a hard single up the middle. You've got first and third, but nobody out. Kane scores in the pass ball. So you've got 3 nothing KC. Then Kendrys moves over Eric Hosmer on the ground out, 4-3. That gets Haas to third. Moose, a nice deep sack fly to Kevin Pillar, making it 4 nothing KC. And that was, you know, all Chris Young and the Royals would need, as it turned out. The Royals add a fifth run in the second inning on a solo home run by Alex Rios. How about more crooked numbers? Four runs in the seventh, three in the eighth, and two in the ninth, including a couple base hits off of middle infielder Cliff Pennington, who becomes the first position player to pitch in postseason history, which is pretty hard to uh, comprehend, isn't it? The first ever? That's shocking. Is Orlando and Escobar gets hit off of him, by the way. Nice 91-mile-an-hour fastball from Pennington to start off his outing. As Toronto liked that one of the dugout. Glad to see they can smile and have fun when they're getting their brains beat in, right? Now, back to the Royals. You know, Alcides Escobar gets on base in his first at-bat for the four-strike game, achieving postseason records as well right there. Lorenzo Kane, speaking of postseason records, just four away from tying the MLB record, now has a 13-game postseason hitting streak. Just four away, 17, from tying the record. Lorenzo Kane goes two for three with three RBIs, a run scored, and two walks. By the way, Escobar overall, how about his day? To go over his line? Gets on base three times, two for three, with a run, hit by pitch, and four runs batted in for Eski. A couple of sack flies in there to go along with Kane and his big day. Go up and down the lineup. Ben Zobris, two for five with two runs and two RBIs, including that home run. Haas, a run and an RBI. Morales, a run. Salvi, one for three with a walk and two runs. Gordo, one for three with three runs scored and a walk. And how about Alex Rios, my runner-up for player of the game? Three for three, including that home run, giving it, you know, giving him the run on RBI. Three for three for Alex, and then came out for Paulo Orlando. That nine spot overall, five for five as Paulo comes in and gets a couple of knocks. How about that production the Royals got today and have been getting from the seven, eight, nine hitters throughout the postseason? So the offense was great. They knocked around R.A. Dickey to the tune of four earned runs in an inning and two-thirds. On four hits, Liam Henrik's the only pitcher today Toronto threw out there that had any sort of order after the Royals hit him around last night. Four and a third, one-hit innings. Huge for John Gibbons and the Blue Jays to get those innings out of Hendricks, although the, the Blue Jays' bullpen is still very battered going into tomorrow. The Royals destroyed LaTroy Hawkins. Poor guy didn't even get an out. Will finally retire at the end of this season. That guy was old when I was in college. My gosh. Ryan Tepra, his first postseason appearance. Casey hit him. Mark Lowe. And then, of course, Cliff Pennington. Just a great night slash day for the Royals offense. And, and so was the pitching. Let's get to the pitching now. Let's talk about Chris Young because he deserves a ton of credit as well. Now, this game was not always a blowout, as you remember. Yes, Casey has a 5 nothing lead, a 4 nothing lead before Young throws a pitch, a 5 nothing lead before he pitches in the bottom of the second. But the Royals didn't put this one out of reach, really, until the eighth inning. Maybe the seventh, but the eighth for sure. So Chris Young got some big outs and in some big situations in this game. Four and two-thirds comes up one out short of getting the five innings for the W, but two runs allowed on three hits. Four Ks, two walks. Young threw 78 pitches. And really, we talked last night about how the goal was four-plus innings, two or three runs from Young, and that's exactly what he did. Four-plus innings, to be exact, four and two-thirds. And two runs. The fact you did that against Toronto and Rogers Center, 
when you're a fly ball pitcher is a is a big deal. It's a great outing from Chris Young. Absolutely great. Helping the Royals get control of this series back again. Now up 3-1. Obviously a huge difference between being 3-1 and 2-2. And yes, it's true the Royals could have almost swept this series had they gotten even a decent outing from Johnny Cueto, but it's also true the Royals kind of stole one in game two. So to me, they kind of even out, and the Royals are a legit 3-1 over Toronto with a chance to close it out tomorrow. But besides Young, Luke Hochaver gets the Royals out of that fifth inning. If you remember, Young allows the two-out single to the leadoff hitter, Ben Revere. Hoach comes in against Josh Donaldson, gets the Royals out of that inning on the pop-up, ending in a third one hit allowed by Hoach. So gets four of the five hitters he faces, scoreless innings. And from there, no runs, one hit, two Ks from Ryan Matson. No runs, one hit, K from Kelvin Herrera. No runs, one hit, K from Franklin Morales. Overall, the bullpen today, four to third, no runs, four hits, four Ks, no walks. Good night, Toronto. You are now down 3-1 to one in this series. And in big trouble. Let's talk about tomorrow. A rematch of Game 1 ends in Volquez and Marco Estrada. During the regular season, Volquez 13-9 and nine with a 3-5-5. Estrada 13-8 and eight with a 3-1-3. Now, going back to Game 1, Volquez, if you remember... After Nedios gave him quite the rope, was able to battle through that sixth inning and throw six scoreless innings with men on base getting through that inning, uh, striking out a good amount of guys in that game. Six, allowed only two hits. So six scoreless innings from Volquez in that one. Overall, Eddie has 11 and two-thirds postseason innings, three runs allowed with 13 Ks. So 13 Ks and 11 and two-thirds, that breaks down to a 2-3-1 in a couple of starts so far for Volquez. Estrada allowed three runs to KC in five and a third game one. Six hits, did strike out six and walk none. Before that, against Texas, Estrada six and a third, one run, strikes out four with no walks. So Estrada is showing the ability to miss bats so far in the postseason. 11 and two-thirds from him as well, just like Volquez with 10 Ks and no walks. 10 Ks, no walks, 11 and two-thirds for Marco. This season against KC in two starts, a 2.92 ERA for Marco Estrada. What does it all mean? Well, let's look at tomorrow. The Royals have to feel pretty damn good for a number of reasons. Number one, the offense is clicking right now. The Royals have been putting up big numbers. Ever since they came back in that game four against Houston, the offense is now like the old Royals offense. Of getting some clutch hits. Well, first of all, getting guys on base, putting the ball in play and not striking out much. We saw for a while there in September, not only was the Royals pitching not as good, they were striking out a lot. But now they're not for the most part. They're putting the ball in play again, taking the ball in the opposite field, frenzy hitting. We're seeing that come back. The station to station, not station to station, the line to line is what I meant to say there. Line to line, frenzy hitting is coming back for the Royals. And that's what they're known for, what they have to do. So the offense is clicking one through nine. And say what you want about Nedios putting Alcides Escobar in the leadoff spot. It makes no sense in theory, but once again, it works. Once again, Ned looks like a freaking magician out there. He looks like David Copperfield, doesn't he? Pushing the right buttons, you know, staying with starters. Like Volquez in, in game one. And he, you know, pays off Ned's trust. Didn't quite work out as well, I suppose, with Cueto last night. But goes at the right time and gets Chris Young today. Puts Escobar back in the leadoff spot. Moves Alex Gordon way down to the eighth spot. Sticks with Alex Rios. I mean, it's just like 
uh, Ned is just over and over pushing the right buttons the last couple of years. I believe now he has the best winning percentage in postseason history as a manager. Did I read that? I need to double check that one. I'm pretty sure. That just now clicked it. I think I read that a little bit ago. I forgot to make note of that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. So the Royals feel good offensively. Not only because of the way they're playing just in, you know, in general, it's like that getting that game four come from behind allowed the Royals to finally not be behind the eight ball. They're now relaxed and just having good at bats, and they're confident again. This is, the, this is the bunch we saw throughout the postseason last year and also the first few months of this year. The big innings happening consistently again. The never say never, never say die attitudes back. And more than that, the Royals have already seen Estrada and did pretty well against him in game one. He did miss some bats, like I said, striking out six. So it's kind of the one time the Royals did strike out quite a bit in recent days. But they, they feel confident against Estrada. They've seen him recently. And the bullpen, this is the most important factor. The bullpen for Toronto is completely battered right now. You've pretty much taken out. Hendricks is not available tomorrow. Mark Lowe's pitched two days in a row, so he's iffy. Yes, you've got Osuna out there. Yes, you've got Loop. But outside of that, I mean, those those two guys are good. Those are those those guys are equivalent to like the third and fourth best relievers on the Royals. Maybe fourth and fifth if you throw in Loop there. Nobody that scares you out there. If if Steady Eddie can go out there tomorrow, give the Royals six innings, three or four runs, even. I like the Royals' chances to push across five, six runs and win this game tomorrow. I really do. If Volquez just pitches well, not even really good, just well, six innings, three runs, six and a, you know, six and a third, four runs, something like that. The Royals do have, like Ned said today in the in the you know the press conference, the post game, they have everybody available in the bullpen outside of Medlin. So they can go and get Davis for a five-out save or Herrera for four outs or Hochaver for an inning or Matson for an inning or Duffy for a couple innings. There's plenty of possibilities. So I just feel like if Volquez can, quote-unquote, the, the phrase I hate, but keep the Royals in the game, keep them to three or four, them being Toronto, you have to like the Royals' chances of getting at least three runs off of Estrada and then winning it against the Jays' bullpen if they're not already ahead at that point. Make it a bullpen game, the Royals have it for sure. The chances of the Royals closing tomorrow, to me, are about 65%. I like the Royals two out of three times in this matchup, especially with Toronto's bullpen beleaguered and battered and the Royals having, for the most part, a fresh bullpen. So that's my reasoning. I like the Royals because they're the hot offense right now. They're playing confident. They're loose. And they're facing a team that doesn't have a bullpen against a starter who's probably overachieved, who began this year out of the Toronto bullpen. I like the Royals tomorrow to get it done. I do. And you want to, because you don't want to come back. If you lose tomorrow, then Toronto gets to rest up their bullpen, and then you see David Price in Game 6. Nobody wants to see that, because the chances of the Royals making a 0-8 in the postseason, he's 0-7, it's possible, but the chances probably aren't great. He's about quote-unquote due for a good outing. You, you, you don't want to have to see David Price again. And then if you lose that game somehow... This is a lot of ifs, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Royals will close this out tomorrow. But I'm just saying, giving you reasons why it's important to close out this game tomorrow. Then if you lose to Price, well, Johnny Cueto has been as hit or miss as any pitcher in recent Royals memory as far as guys that at least had ace upside stuff. There's never been an ace the Royals had who is this hit or miss. Yes, James Shields struggled at times, but he was never this bipolar with his outings. Zach Grinke never was. You go back and look at the top of the line starters the Royals have had. Gil Mesh was never like this. Just guys in recent memory, 
And there's never been one that you're quite as nervous and quite as crackerjack box prize, not knowing what will come out, as Johnny Cueto has been for the Royals. So to put it long story short, the Royals need to get it done tomorrow, and I think they will. I mean, it's not a must win, but I think they'll get the job done and hopefully make this easy on themselves and sit back and get ready, most likely for the Mets, the way it looks. Uh, in a possible World Series matchup. Now, we're still a long ways away. This last win is kind of like the last out or the last inning of a baseball game. It's the hardest to, to achieve. And a team like Toronto is like the Roach right now. You've stepped on them two or three times, and they're still clinging to life. They're that damn bug that you can't kill in the summertime with your shoes on. That's Toronto right now. They're not going to go down. you you got to swish them once and for all. The Royals need to deliver one more knockout punch. Because you don't want Toronto hanging around. You don't want them getting an off day and resting back up their bullpen for Friday with David Price going. You want to get it done tomorrow. And I think the Royals will. We'll have it for you again tomorrow night afterwards. Either way on Clubhouse Conversation. Enjoy this one. Have a great night. Go Royals!